I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. And lottery is not rigged truther. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Luca, 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 Doncic, Luca. You should have played your song at the beginning of this podcast. Bro, this is so funny. Okay, I know, I know. The Mavs, did, <laughs> the Mavs didn't get their pick, obviously. It went to Atlanta, but... Atlanta talks so much trash this past year. <laughs> Atlanta fans and everything. Trey Young fans coming out of their caves. Bro, you're going to walk away with like Bull Bull and Romeo Langford. All right? So, <laughs> this trade end up, ends up being the fifth overall pick in last year's draft and the tenth overall pick in this draft. Um, cool. If This was already a win-win for Luka Doncic, but... <laughs> I just started laughing, bro. When it went to ten, I was like, "Oh my god!" Uh, anyway, I just think it's really funny because we got Luka Doncic. They did talk and, uh, lots of crap. I mean, they did. They yeah. said lots of things. It's, it's, they it's went, all they worth it. Out. It's the bet. It's the best. Oh man! So they. So after it, so obviously today we're gonna be talking about the draft lottery or instant reacting to the draft lottery. Uh, this is the rundown. This is this is where the. Uh, the draft picks have now fallen. This is this is legit now. Pelicans, number one. Grizzlies, number two. Knicks, number three. Lakers fly all the way up to fourth. Randomly weird spot. Cavaliers at five. Suns at six. Bulls, Bulls at seven. Hawks at eight. Wizards at nine. Hawks again at ten with the Mavericks pick. Timberwolves at 11. Hornets at 12. Heat at 13. And then Boston gets that pick from Sacramento at the 14th spot. By the way, they were they were talking lots of smack about that pick this time last year too because they thought that Sacramento sure. was going to be terrible and then they end up getting the 14th pick there. So I have you so never many know talking points like in my head right now. There's so many things we're going to talk about with this. This could be an hour long podcast just about and the Mavs didn't even get their pick. I know. Um so the Mavs didn't get their pick. Let's just start off for anybody that hasn't been listening, that is listening to this podcast for the first time maybe, or that has just joined on recently that didn't apparently listen to yesterday. Everything is fine. The Mavericks have Luka Doncic. They have Kristaps Porzingis. They have cap space, which equals flexibility. doesn't necessarily equal big-time free agents, but it equals flexibility. They can do things. They have stuff to, they have stuff to move around. They're able to be players this summer. You have your full cap space now. Because yeah. if we're just looking on the positive sides of things, with them not getting this pick right now, you have your full cap. Because even if you landed at four, Bobby Marks from ESPN tweeted out earlier today uh, the um, salary, the annual salary, just starting next year. And it was going to be like $7.1 million next year just for the fourth overall pick. So that's going to be $7 million outside, you know, taken away from your cap. You get all of that money. And on top of that, we mentioned this before on the pod. Somebody tweeted at us today and said, hey, I, I appreciate y'all. I remember when y'all mentioned this on the pod before. But with this pick conveying to Atlanta right now, the way these picks uh, shake out with New York and stuff, this means Dallas will own their pick 
uh, in that first year that uh, what it projects to be uh, that first high school draft here in a couple years. In so 2022, right? Yeah, the t- 2022 they'll draft. Picks next, they'll own their pick next season, and then yep. they'll have their pick in 2022. So that 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 2022 draft could be bas- could be massive for sure. Could be a huge draft, super deep. Uh, we don't know. Obviously, we hope that pick is you know in the 20s, hopefully, uh, or in the late teens, uh, hopefully. But uh, but that's that's going to be a super a super deep draft. So there's a lot of positives you can pull from this for the Mavs fan. There's no way you can. There's a little bit of bummer that you didn't get Zion. Sure. But I'm obviously I started this podcast laughing, so I mean it, we're fine. Yeah, we're fine. Everything is fine. We are gonna look at some of the negatives, though. We'll take a look at some of those. But let's just keep with the positives right now. Um, the Cavs didn't get the number one pick. Let's go! Thank God that. <laughs> I as just, far I as didn't... as far as narratives and storylines throughout the, the league, the Pelicans getting Zion is fascinating. And there's a little negative with the Mavericks that we'll talk about later, as far as that goes. But Hey, that's a, that's a fan base that I don't know. They hadn't won. They hadn't gotten the first overall pick in what? What is that? Seven years? I mean, it's been a long time. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a long time. Let, let, let's start from the beginning when they first uh, the the lottery starts and Mark Tatum. Um, yeah, um, he starts going down through the list and he says, "How about you know let's start the f- before that when the when the dude from Ernst and Young comes up with all of them in his hand? Can you just imagine if that dude just like pulled up one of them and was like, it's like, hey, gotcha. check this out.'" <laughs> Obviously, okay, okay. If we're gonna go that far, we might as well go back a little bit further. The <laughs> emphasis, okay. I know we all know how great Zion is, and he should be one, no doubt. But the emphasis on Zion wow. and the constant calling him out when Rachel Nichols is like opening up the lottery, like and everybody's watching. She goes, "All right, everyone, uh, you know, we're getting ready here. Are you ready? Are you ready, Zion? You know, like addressing him from the." Uh, from their whatever you call it, what, what desk? Yeah, their desk is that that, and they and, and he everybody was like, could he hear was, her in the audience because you could tell when Mark Tatum would stop and and li- wait for Rachel or Woj or somebody to finish. They had that playing through the loudspeakers, which is smart because it makes it a better TV experience. I think. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. And Zion was getting super embarrassed um, when they had Zion and RJ up at the desk. And the very first question RJ gets is about the hype around Zion. Yeah. I just thought that was super funny because, you know, they're your buddies. But, you know, they <laughs> RJ's waiting for his own shot. And uh, I, I just, I've never seen we've never seen a prospect like Zion and, and, you know, since LeBron as far as just hyped wise. But it was just wild how much they were. Yeah. You know, just addressing it him at times. It, it was Zion centric. It was and it's this is what has made the league in the NBA so good. They have marketed themselves around stars. They have marketed themselves around these players. And if you think about what the draft lottery represents, it represents where these guys are going to go. It represents the order. It represents, you know, setting up, setting the table essentially for these guys. It's not about. It's not necessarily even about the teams. It's about these players, where they're going to go, where they're going to play, who's going to get which player. Not necessarily what you know. For the, for the teams and the, the like, oh, this is great for the Pelicans. No, like this is great for Anthony Davis. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you, you take it that you take it that direction. And so the league is marketing, and and outlets have figured this out. We've even discussed we should do like a lockdown Luca podcast and just talk about Luca because I feel like we would make do the exact same numbers as our podcast. People just love <laughs> Luca and they're just all about that. And so to make it all about Zion makes a ton of sense. Because it is all about him, and they are marketing around it. The fact that they're calling it out and being that blatant, uh, at least it's not tampering. But you know, no, it's not tampering. It is pretty but funny. It, 
it was funny and a little weird. But yeah, so the lottery starts and he starts going down through the odds. And, you know, we're going out there in it, you know, the first couple, we're used to most of these draft lotteries in the past, you know, okay. First, like six names, you know, teams he pulls out. It's pretty much last you know, year. The, the number one, the number one odds was 25%. Yeah. 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 It's crazy to think of how much it's changed. And there's, yeah, there's so tons of conversations to have to happen around. Did, did this end tanking? Because you look at some of the teams up there and I mean, Oh, oh yeah, I want to get to those in a second because there's some I found kind of funny too. But you know, he goes 14, 13. He says, you know, the Celtics and Heat and you know Hornets and, and when he passes the Lakers, oof. did your heart drop? Yes. Were you okay? I, yeah, were I, you- I knew exactly. I knew exactly where the Lakers needed to be, and I, and as soon I was watching with my wife, and I was like, oh. And she goes, what, what? Because she has no idea what's going on. And I was like, that means the Lakers moved up into the top four. And she's like. Okay, well that's good, right? And then they got past the Mavericks, and and I was like, oh. I love how yeah, I love how you were. We probably had opposite feelings because you had hope. I said you've got to be kidding me. This is what the NBA wants. I was already starting all of that in my head, and you know, and then they announced the Mavericks pick at ten, yeah. and you're like, all right, everything's getting pushed back at this point, and I just start laughing when that happens. Um, but yeah, so then yeah, you get down, and man, it was. The pick that everybody was drink, you know, everybody was like, "Oh man, Zion and the Hawks." You know, the fact that their Hawks fans were so, you know, excited about the possibility of Zion, and that possibility of Zion went to no- to the number eight pick in the draft. Ooh, that's a big fall. That is huge, and the same goes for every team above them. The Bulls now fall to seven. The Suns. Everybody's talking about John Morant and our and you know and and Zion and stuff and their possibilities. They fall to six. I mean six. The idea of going from Zion and Ja and everybody talking about that to now you're getting into the Cam Reddish. You know, no respect to Darius you know, Garland, Darius Garland stuff like that. Or, yeah, I mean that. What a drop off. And then obviously Cleveland. You know, is at five, which I don't care about them. But that top four was. Even though I didn't like the Lakers, and when they announced them at four, I was like, sweet, cool. I'm glad you landed at four, not the top three. Um, I was just laughing. I thought it was funny. Okay, but even you, even you, Isaac Harris, noted LeBron hater, detester of of LeBron, and hater of all things Lakers, and makes fun of me every single time the Lakers do something moronic, which has happened a lot recently, and it's really really hurt my feelings. I tweet at you sometimes. You never tweet me back, and you text, text. and you text me like all hours of the day at night when when the Lakers do things. And <laughs> even no you response. have to appreciate Kyle Kuzma up there with his hand of the kingpin. Just, just a great, a great moment, and just a, a it's amazing. I loved it. It made Kyle Kuzma my favorite player in the NBA now, just because of that. I, I liked his jacket. I th- I thought he looked fine. I think it's just super funny that the Lakers send Kyle Kuzma of all people uh, to, to the draft lottery. And it's kind of funny because uh, he was standing up there beside probably his next GM. <laughs> 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 uh, good conversation. No. <laughs> well, they're not going to send Rob, right? He'd get booed. They're not going to send Frank Vogel. He just got there. They're not going to send Jason they don't have Kidd to send. for reasons. They're not going to send Jeannie Buss because they're all holed up. They could send they, – you know what You know what the move should have been? They should have sent both of the Rambuses. Yes. <laughs> just both of them. Rich Paul, I mean, LeBron's not going to do it. He's got better things to do with his time. Yeah, LeBron, LeBron Junior. Who uh, sent Bronny? <laughs> Bron- 
That'd be funny. All right, let's uh, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about some more of the the positives and the negatives for the Mavericks, and we'll discuss the Pelican situation, the Grizzly situation now, what the Knicks do. There's so many things to talk about. We'll do it right mm. after this. All right, Isaac, let's start with a couple of the negatives for the Mavericks, and then we'll talk about some of these other teams. A big negative for the Mavericks, obviously besides the fact that they don't have their pick anymore, um, they're going to have to play Zion three or four times a year, depending on the year. I mean, yeah, I mean, depending we, on whatever happens with the scheduling and all that kind of stuff. But at this point, they play them four times a year, right? Yeah, they're going to play um, Zion four times, uh, which from a viewer standpoint, that means we get Zion coming to the AAC twice, twice a year. Yeah. Um, we're going to get Ja Morant four times a year uh, and two are times a year. Are you sure AAC. the Grizzlies are taking Ja? Yes, 100%. I am not I sure the Grizzlies so. are taking Ja. Oh, I think so, for sure. Um, when you get those two players, if we think they're going to be what we think they are, that's the only bummer about it. I'm like, seriously, man, I wish they wouldn't have went to the freaking East, you know, at least yes. Zion. But now these two cornerstone type of guys uh, are in our division and uh, in the conference for sure. So, um, yeah, so let's just talk about the Pelicans thing. Well, let's let's continue with some Mavericks negatives, and then we'll talk about the. Oh, okay, okay, teams. okay, okay. Yeah, so that's definitely negative having to play because you obviously you know think that they're going to going to build um, good teams around them. Whatever we'll talk about the Pelicans things, but you know, let's say they do take John ja Morant at two with Memphis. Suddenly, you have John ja Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. That's a heck of a duo right there to That's build nice. around. That's pretty nice. And that is nice. That is a lot of fun. Do they still have one of the Brooks? Do they still have Dylan? Do they still have Yeah, Marshawn? Dylan Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> one of the Brooks. And, um, I mean, to get for him to get mentored by Mike Conley probably for at least a year. Yeah, and what they do with Mike Conley as far as do right. they keep uh, Conley to mentor them? Or what if they, you know, they what if they call him. up and... Yeah, what if they call up one of these play, one of these teams in the lottery and says, "What can we get, Mike Conley? Okay, how high can we go?" This is a this is a hypothetical that our guy Jack sent us. What do you think about the if the Grizzlies call up if Chris Wallace calls up Donnie Nelson? I was like, "Hey, yes, sign me up." Whatever you about to say to get Conley to Dallas, yes, Mike Conley. We're starting to we're starting to move on, and we want to do right by Mike Conley. He wants to go to the Mavericks, and you can you probably get him at a lower price if if that's what if he wants out if he wants to go to a team that's. You know, gonna be more fun. We we can get Mike Conley. What is it? One year or is it two years left on his deal? Um, I think there's um, we if ta- you count next, we talked about him next so year. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he has two years. Uh, this coming up season, and then a year after that at you know, at thirty plus. But. Yeah. Okay, so he has thirty two point five million dollars for next season, and then thirty four point five million dollar player option for the twenty twenty two twenty twenty one season. Yes, sign me up. Uh, depending on, obviously on the price, but we don't know the price. You know what that's going to be. Right. They're asking price. Rumor that deadline was like a, you know pit, you know a first rounder. All this. Stuff. I wouldn't get into like first round picks because we you really can't. can't trade any <laughs> right now. Um, but depending on what, if you yes, I would be all about capital. I just think somebody else could you know swoop in and get him more than Dallas. For sure, for sure. But one of the, the situation could come up where he's like, I want to go to Dallas. And they're like, okay, you've done so much for this franchise. We want to do right by you, and we'll send you to Dallas. Because there's rumors of him coming to Dallas in free agency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 yeah, mutual interest in that. and But, you know, he, he took the big contract in Memphis, and rightfully so. So, uh, I don't, you know, people talk about Mike Conley mentoring Ja. What about Chandler Parsons? <laughs> 
Max or nothing, mother. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean that that's the that's the negative about of now they're gonna have a dynamic duo in Memphis that is fun from an NBA standpoint, but from a Mavs standpoint, like dang. Well, no, this it's, division, it's fun from an NBA standpoint and non-threatening to the Mavericks. <laughs> non-threatening. Jaw's gonna take a while. Jaws he is going to take a while, but I think that could could be a special duo in the future. Yeah, in like four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we'll be better before they After will, the Mavericks have won two titles. I mean, come on. Now, now, something to think about is if they do really capitalize on Conley. And w- yeah. what could they, t- if they could turn Conley into something, then, you know, then it gets really interesting. Would any of these teams, would would Phoenix trade six for Conley? <laughs> and, yeah, it doesn't know, really so, scare me, though. It's not like it's going it, to. Yeah, it doesn't really. I shouldn't have said that. I'm. Yeah, if they traded Conley, and just got some other pieces and stuff. Then whatever. But anyway, it, you're happy if you're a Memphis Grizzlies fan, for sure. Absolutely and, happy. And I want to mention this: with Memphis keeping their pick, that means that means it delays conveying to Jeez, Boston. Yeah. So so that means next year it's top six protect, protected to Boston. So if they still suck and they still are in the top six next year, that means it's going to go unprotected uh, the year after that for Boston. So uh, I can just hear I Bill know- Simmons now on his podcast. I just love watching Memphis, and it's, it just feels like the Brooklyn thing all over again. And watching Memphis, and you know they suck, and then all of a sudden he'll fall in love with somebody like he did Brooke Lopez, like Jonas Val- Jonas Valanciunas. Man, that guy is. Because yeah, you know, so that's the thing. Like Boston right now, is sitting with three first round picks. You know, if that Memphis pe- pick. Uh, which was slated at eight. If that moved just to nine, that would have went to Boston. Boston would have had nine, f- 14, 20, and uh, 22. But now they now they, they only have three first-rounders this year. And But that Memphis pick, that's going to be a really high-valued asset um, over the next two years for Boston. They should just trade that to the Knicks for three. Just Knicks, you get all these shots. Just You get all these chances. And we'll get the one guy at the top. We'll get whoever. Yeah. Um. What, what does New York do? Gosh. Still try to sign KD and Kyrie, and then you have Jarrett Cole yeah, or somebody to play with them, or R.J. Barrett, I guess. See, that's that's the thing where it gets wild is, you know, if, if KD and Kyrie are in the bag, and that's happening, and we both believe that, and – I definitely believe that, and that is beyond just speculation. There is a thing with the Lakers thing. And by the way, both of these guys, even though it feels like it's in the bag now, both KD and Kyrie are guys that you feel like can change their mind from day to day, right? (laughs) These are not like – like Kawhi feels like he's a guy that's kind of set in his ways and he's off. KD and Kyrie feel like these fluid kind of guys that can just waffle between things. Uh the fact that the Lakers didn't sign Ty didn't sign Ty Lue, and there's there's even a chance, like Brian Windhorst was saying, that they didn't sign him because he didn't work well with Kyrie, and they maybe gave him that three year deal because he they knew that he would turn it down, and maybe they're you know they're little fingering it up over there. What, what are they? Kittle finger. What are they even calling him? Kittle finger. Kittle finger. <laughs> uh, That's the best. Rob Riddle finger. Rob Polinka Polinka figure finger. I don't know. But, but but the Knicks th- there's the thing with the Lakers but anyway still with still with the KD thing we feel like it's in the bag but yeah yeah so the Knicks thing's wild because if they're not going to get KD and Kyrie let's just say for some reason then RJ makes sense but if you're getting KD and Kyrie I don't think I don't think RJ makes sense 
And it kind of goes into my math thinking to where I don't think you take RJ if you're New York, if, if you're getting KD and Kyrie. I think at that point you go the Culver or DeAndre Hunter route. Yeah, but they don't. They're not going to know the draft is before free agency. I mean, and they're going to know by then. That's taking a that's taking a big leap of faith though from them. I think they already know, but they'll definitely know by then. I mean, because that's the draft's what the 29th. What I, what at. I said before still stands that even though they yeah. could know, that it could still <laughs> it could still end up that they end up you know changing their minds. What? I don't think R.J. Barrett goes. I don't think R.J. Barrett goes in the top three. Do you have any other negatives for the Mavs? Um, okay. Really. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Here's one we totally forgot. A couple weeks ago, there's a tiebreaker. No, no. I don't want to talk about that. And we told you it was no big deal. And we still kind of believe it's no big deal. But the tiebreaker was between the Mavericks, the Pelicans, and the Grizzlies. That was the tiebreaker. They did the tiebreaker. The odds didn't really change because of the way that they changed the lottery. The odds used to change. You used to be able to, to if you won the tiebreaker, you got more you got more odds and you moved up and all this stuff. They didn't change. They just flattened out. So they had all the same odds. But the Mavericks lost that tiebreaker and they moved back. And the two teams that won the tiebreaker had uh, were above the Mavericks. So who knows what that means as far as assigning lottery odds to which team or whatever. If the Mavericks had won that, do they get the same combinations? I don't know. That's 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 for Ernst and Young to figure out and me to just sit back and speculate about. But it does do kind of suck up- that the Mavericks have now, like Tim Cato just tweeted, have had 15 chances to move up in the lottery, and they have not all 15 times. And then the two teams that were tied with them, they were right there, both moved up into the top two. I mean, that's just, I mean, come on. Yeah, the Mavs funny. are due. We're due for some yeah. luck. We got Luca, so I'm fine. That's the luck, I guess. You make your own luck. Uh, you trade for Luca. I do want to bring up this. It is going to be uh, uh, Ramona Shelburne. Uh, Shelburne uh, tweeted this and said the trade packages that the Knicks and Lakers are going to be trying to put together with their picks to get AD is going to be incredible. So my question to you: Which trade package looks better? The Knicks with the third pick, which guarantees you Jar RJ, alongside along with, let's just say, Dennis, Mitchell Robinson, Kevin Knox, whatever. Yeah. Or the fourth pick, which is obviously not Morant or Jar, you know, RJ Barrett, and alongside the Lakers young guys. Which one which package is better? And don't be biased. For the Pelicans? Yes. Dang, I don't know. Okay, so in all honesty, do you want to pair up R.J. Barrett and Zion Williamson again? Okay, so I tweeted this out. I said, how pissed is R.J. going to be if they trade AD, AD to the Knicks and then they take R.J. And he's like, seriously, I'm back with him? Uh, but no, that's where if, if you're looking at it saying, man, I think that what is the argument when we said that we would love the Ben Simmons for Anthony Davis trade? And that Alvin Gentry system with somebody like Ben Simmons would be incredible. His fast pace yeah. and, and just build around that. Well, now you get freaking Zion. And if they build it around Zion and his fast pace system, what does RJ Barrett look like in that? Can he fit into that? We don't know. Like, I don't know what he's going to look like at that next level. And I would honestly, I think I would, since, since those two picks are not that different as far as the Pelicans perspective, three and four are not that different to them. Cause they, you don't really want RJ at that point. And then, so you're kind of like, well, we'll just take whoever at four. 
I I would rather take the Lakers players than the Knicks players. I mean, Mitchell Robinson is you know is good. Kevin Knox is like I don't know. Is he good? I don't know. Just, I really don't know. Dennis Smith Jr. We've been over this a million times. Yes. Um, oh yeah. Dennis Smith Jr. and Zion are not a, the greatest fit either, right? No. It's fun, fun dunking combo. Fun dunking. Fun in practice dunking and having their own dunk competitions and whatever their fan day is going to be. So I would take the Lakers deal, I think, because the players are better. You're going to get Kuzma. I think you, it hinge. You'll probably get Ingram, which is. I was going to say, the, the health of Ingram, it would hinge on. That does matter. I, all signs point to him being totally fine, but. Yeah, that, that would be the interesting part. Uh, like those three guys and the fourth pick or something like that. But uh, still, yeah, that would that would be really that's going to be wild just thinking about those teams and and all that stuff who who could put the better package together for ad yeah all right let's take a quick break when we come back we'll talk about the rest of these teams and if this even helps ad stay in new orleans and what that can mean for the mavericks all right isaac does zion williamson with the pelicans if you're anthony davis does that make you want to stay more no I'm sorry. I mean, I, just, I don't want to like, <laughs> I, I, like Zion. We think Zion's going to be great, and uh, he obviously will. I, I think will be fine. I just think at this point in AD's career, he he wants to win and he wants the big market. We've seen that. We've seen what him and Rich Paul pulled this past you know this past year, and uh, I hated how a bunch of it went down and stuff. But it's just where he's at in his career. And yeah, Zion is going to be a great player, but. It, Zion isn't Paul George, you know, right now. Like he isn't one of those guys that's going to step in and make you a Western Conference contender. I don't think it will. And so it's that would take. I think it would take a little bit of time and stuff. So I don't think I don't think it helps AD stay. That's just my opinion right now. Obviously, I don't. You know, we might see something come out tomorrow and stuff. I do love. I do love the fact that the Pelicans are getting this because I think they got screwed this past year. Yeah. There's a sense of you should have built a better team around AD, but it's not like they didn't try. And I get that argument from both sides. They did try some. Every team tries some Isaac. Yeah. But like, they, who, the are their, cousin, who are their wings? Name five wings from the Pelicans yes. in Anthony Davis's tenure there. I mean, they don't you had, discredit Solomon Hill <laughs> that they gave, that they gave multiple, tens of millions of dollars to over no, the four-year deal. Yes. They could have they definitely could have did more, but I think when they uh when they shed their money to or they gave out their money to to Boogie and then Drew Holiday and Drew Holiday just ha- hadn't been healthy there for a little bit at the beginning of his big contract. Yeah, Boogie obviously went down and that that was the best they were looking before Boogie went down. That was a good risk. So, that yeah, that that part sucked for him and stuff, but I think this past year, what Rich Paul and Anthony Davis kind of pulled with them, I thought it sucked. Uh, I love their David Griffin hiring. I, yeah, you can't find an NBA person that like goes against the David Griffin hiring. Uh, people love him. Uh, he was great on TV, and I just I, I like the I like the whole situation. I like a team like this that looks like they're probably going to just build a whole system around Zion. And I do like Alvin Gentry's offensive system with Zion. With I think Zion, that could yeah. be really, really fun. And I think Drew Holiday fits alongside of me. People are already thinking about Drew Holiday like trade packages. I don't think they trade him. I wouldn't trade him. Like that's the type of guy I want. Like a, a defensive guy. I want him to grow alongside Zion. And like I, I want him alongside Zion. I, you gotta, you gotta keep somebody that's gonna. And so like that, I don't think this helps AD stay. I, I think. 
I think it opens up a bigger realm of possibilities on your like packages. Uh, I think you always want the best package, but it it lightens it lightens the weight of it a little bit because you did get Zion. Yes, and they're probably not as desperate to to trade him, which probably you'd have to up your trade package now for him. Yeah, man, that and will they want to just see what it looks like? You know what will. Well, they say, man, we just got to see what Zion and AD looks like alongside each other. Cause that would, that would be crazy if they, it, I mean, I wish, well, from, a, from a basketball NBA standpoint, I wish AD would give it a shot. No. From a Mavs I want, perspective, I, want I just want him to go East. I want AD in the playoffs. I want him on one of these teams that we're going to see him in the, these situations. I don't think, I don't, I don't think, I don't know. I wouldn't, I, I don't <laughs> think that they Sound wouldn't be a, playoff team i'm trying to think in my head before I... the thing is now we want anthony they to have traded somewhere because that's another team then all of a sudden you have you have, if they have everything put together exactly. and anthony davis plays both the first half and second half of games now all of a sudden you have another team contending for contending for the playoffs and that makes the mavericks chances worse and we don't like that we don't want that oh for sure because oh absolutely because they have cap space if they keep ad and you have a healthy Drew Holiday, and you add a free agent, whoever it is, and and Zion, then that's a playoff team. <laughs> that's a playoff team for sure. Uh, you know who's sitting at home right now saying, I definitely want to be a free agent this year? Julius Randle. <laughs> yeah. Because him and Zion would be... Uh, so if you're all about the Julius Randle to Dallas thing, uh, that's a positive you can try to pull from it. Because yeah, he's not going to looks- play against the guy that some people compare as the better version of Julius Randle. <laughs> Yes, yes, for sure. Imagine Julius Randle, but like way better at everything. <laughs> way more athletic. <laughs> Anthony Davis getting traded. That'll be interesting. Uh, the other thing about Anthony Davis and, and Zion, when people say, well, it's going to make him want to stay. Anthony Davis has been in the league seven years now. I mean, he's not, he's older now. He's, what is he, 26? He's going to be 27? He's he's in the prime of his NBA career right now. And Zion's 18, yeah. 19. It's not like... Anthony Davis is still this 22-year-old guy that's wanting to, you know, just grow with somebody and, you know, be a young player. I mean, he's he's old now. It's crazy. He did his time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's that was my whole thing with it. I didn't care that he wanted out. It's just the yes. way you went about Agreed. it. Agreed. Like you, you could you he did his time and it, it's not if he wants to go win some more, even live somewhere else. I don't want him in LA, but if he wants to go live in LA, do your thing, bro. Um I do think the Clippers trade possibility with AD would be interesting. It's just whatever the Pelicans are so they're set up on a path right now that is really fun for whatever fans they do have all like 12 of them. <laughs> and they're probably going to get a few more beat reporters now because Zion's there Consider they had like what two last year. Do you read the Zion story by Mina Kimes? I haven't yet. I have it bookmarked. Man, okay, I so forgot about in it. that. She mentions this guy that works at ball is life literally moved to South Carolina when they discovered Zion to go cover Zion in high school. No way. If, the, if people were doing that for him in high school, imagine what they're going to do in New <laughs> Orleans. Uh, I did see afterwards he said he'd never been to New Orleans before. So, uh, um, But no, just think about the path that New Orleans is on. Now you get Zion to build around, and you're getting ready to get probably a pretty a heck of a good deal from you know for an AD package. Let's say they did call up the Clippers and said, you know, give us SGA, that Miami pick, blah, blah, blah. Man, then you're looking at like SGA and, and Zion. What if the Boston thing happens and you're pairing Jason Tatum with Zion? Does that work? <laughs> That's still fun. <laughs> yeah. 
And so like interesting. Either yeah, either way you're going to, you're going to get another young piece uh to go I okay, answer this. Answer this. I'm just thinking out loud at this point. Does Zion trade the time? Does Zion change? <laughs> I don't think Zion's making the moves yet. He hasn't earned, no, no. He hasn't earned that power yet. He's not LeBron yet. Uh, does Zion change what you want back from AD package? For instance, does yeah. d- does the type of player you want back from an AD package and the fit alongside Zion play into what you want from, from AD? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, or do it, or is it purely just best package available? I feel like you have to go best package available because Zion's a guy you're going to play at multiple spots. You're going to play him at three sometimes. Yeah. You're going to play him at four sometimes. Sometimes you're going to play him at five. It's going to be wild, but you're going to play him at five sometimes. But if like you're sitting back and you're saying, all right, this Clippers deal and this Boston deal yeah. is similar. There's some first rounders. There's some guys. There's Gallinari in this one. There's Marcus Smart in this one. You know, whatever. And But it's centered around SGA and like Jason Tatum. Do you look at it and say who I think can be the best player overall, or do you look at it and say which player fits with Zion better? Am I sure that a ball dominant guy like Jason Tatum will fit with you know with Zion perfectly? I would still roll the dice with that for sure. Or would they be like, you know what, I think SGA goes with Zion better? That that's the fascinating stuff. And man, David Griffin just took this job and what what fun he's gonna Good have. Good lord. Some of these teams, they're you know, like Alvin, like uh, what's his name? Um, your guy, Monty Williams, took the Suns job yes. without knowing where they were going to land in the lottery. Um, the uh, the guy from I almost called him Benioff. <laughs> oh gosh, no. Beeline, Beeline took the Cavs job without knowing where they were going to be in the lottery, and now it's not looking that great. <laughs> not looking that, like that great of a job. Now David Griffin takes the job before the lottery, and now psh, everything's looking good for him. It's crazy. I know. Oh, I mean, it just it is served up to him on a silver platter. But hey, before we go, can we do a quick mock? Let's of do just it. like where Let's we think. Okay, number one, should they take Zion? That's the question. <laughs> Stop so it. I feel like the the pairing with. Please, somebody send me the blog. I joked about this with with the Bulls, but somebody send it to me. Of, are we sure that his fit is not redundant with Julius Randle? No, that'll never happen. I hope. Please, please. Send me the one again where the the guy from Phoenix was like, "Do they? I think the best option would be them getting number two. Well, yeah. you screwed it up. Now you get six. <laughs> you got six, bro. <laughs> Grizzlies taking Jaw probably. Yes, I think you take Jaw, and I don't. I don't think that's even a question. Mike Conley or not, it's a fun team. It's a you, fun pick and roll, pick and pop team with with yes, triple J's. Yes, Knicks. <laughs> cool. All right, you. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say it's Jarrett Culver because I think that KD and Kyrie are going there, and RJ Barrett and Kevin Knox are. You know. Oh my gosh, I didn't think about that fit. That's not a. That's not a great. Oof. Fit. I think well, RJ's RJ's better than Knox, but still. for sure. But it, you're still like cannibalizing one of your picks. You're doing what the Phoenix Suns have been doing for years and cannibalizing one of your picks just to. Get a guy that's a little better. But, hey, you know, probably R.J. Barrett. They probably take R.J. Barrett. I, I do have a question for you from the Lakers standpoint. Lakers have have one spot open for one max, right? Yes. Does this affect their max slot? Because now this pick's going to No, because they're probably going to they're, they're, they're trade this pick. Let's be honest. 
Okay. Yeah, that's probably true. They're probably going to work this into a trade somehow. But if it's not AD, who are you trading a, this fourth pick for? I don't know. There's always Mike random. Con- Mike Conley. There's always a random superstar that moves. I mean. All right, let's just. Okay. If you're Memphis and you call up the Lakers, they strike out everybody, and you you off you somehow you do a Mike Conley four type thing. And you get R.J. Barrett and John Morant. Interesting. That would be nice. Interesting. Or you can, uh, I mean, anyway. you can even get John Culver. I mean, that that's interesting backcourt too. Yeah, that's true. What What are you thinking? I mean, we don't have to go through all of them if you don't. But like, what are you thinking? Like five, six, seven through there. Like, what does Cleveland do at this point? Man, I don't know. I think they hope that Culver is there, right? Yeah. Col- Culver and Sexton that has a potential of like a defensive backcourt for sure yeah could be fun I, I I'm I really do say this I I know I hyped up Kobe White because of North Carolina stuff but I really think he'll get a lot of love from that Phoenix pick at six I think you'll see some mocks really yeah putting Kobe White there at six and um that's not a bias thing in my opinion he's he's really starting to rise up the boards a lot too and I think he would be really fun in that offense. Yeah, Kobe White could be fun. Uh, Darius Garland, a guy that's also getting some some love up there, the point guard spot. The Bulls, I don't know. You're just sad at this point. Well, I mean, somebody like Jackson Hayes for you know the center for Texas. I mean, now all of a sudden you're looking at. I mean, he could get love for Cleveland at five, but like you know Chicago, you know they don't really need him. You know Phoenix doesn't need him. You know, with Aiton, and then Chicago's got their He's front of the court Hawks. Guys, He's going to the so. Hawks to, to play with to play with John Collins. Huh. I'm I am kind of curious what the Hawks do with eight and ten. I mean, can the Hawks package eight and ten to move up with somebody? And who would they move up to go get? Maybe the Cavs. Maybe you, you try like, hey, Cavs, you want two shots at a young at a younger guy? Because it's not but like the Cavs like, have tons of lot uh, tons of picks either, right? <laughs> I mean, they've traded a bunch yeah. of their picks away to get guys. So that's true. I just wonder if there's a. I don't. I don't know if there's a player worth it up through there. I like Culver and Hunter, but I don't. I just don't know if it's it's worth for it for the Hawks. There. Yeah. Yeah. Washington sitting there at nine. What the heck did they do? I mean, they could go literally anywhere. <laughs> go get <laughs> go get Brandon Clark, Washington. Sure. He's amazing. Um, but yeah, can Boston trade three of their first rounders and move up any higher for anybody? Does it matter? No. Yeah, maybe they want to get one of those point guards, but even then. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> I don't have anything else off the top of my head. No. It's been it's been fun. It was a semi disappointing night, but it was still still a good night. Laugh at the Hawks. Laugh at the Hawks fans. They talked a lot of crap. Their Reddit is one of the worst Reddits that I've seen. Yeah. Have fun <laughs> with Romeo Lankford. All right. Lots of toxicity there. Oh man. I yeah. The great night to, you know, as a Mavs fan, you just watch Luca, Luca Doncic highlights today. You listen. A lot of you listen to this on late Tuesday night or Wednesday morning. Just watch Luca highlights. It was well worth it. It turned into the, the fifth pick and the, you know, the fifth pick and the 10th pick. For Luka Doncic, like sign me up any day of the week for that trade. It's a home run trade. Absolutely, home run for sure. You do it every time. Trey Young in the tenth pick. Yes, <laughs> any day of the week. Tenth pick in a week and draft. 
and the Mavericks land at 37, you know, in the second round, we're going to do, you know, some draft profiles and some second round picks. They obviously got Jalen Brunson last year at 33, uh, as you know, Tony Ronzoni said on a pod a few days ago, they're ready for that. And you know, they're, they're looking for that next Jalen Brunson type of guy. So, uh, we'll be talking about some of those prospects coming up too. For sure. Absolutely. Guys, don't despair. It's not over. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Boom.